Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one monitored minute at a time. I am Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Hello, and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. And we welcome back for one last time a man with better card tricks than Gambit himself, Steve Lasto of X Minutes Podcast and The Princess Bride Minute. <laughs> Wow, guys, you've built me up into something I am totally not. Thank you. <laughs> I feel so good about myself. Bones of adamantium, card tricks of gambit. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Glad to be back, though. Glad to have you. And yes, thank you for finally giving me some Amy Acker. Oh. Yeah. Got a piece for the Amy. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sounds like we're having an acker attack over here. Uh, oh. oh, wow. Yes. Is, is that better or worse than an Akbar attack? <laughs> no. It's a trap. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, so, what's happening in this minute, Molly? So in today's episode, we are covering minute 78 of the movie, The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, a dragon bat displaces Dana and Marty and the control room starts to look a whole lot less in control. True that. True. Yes. Yes. So yeah, we're backing away from these monitors. And uh, yeah, we still get a bit of a, a sense of maybe what's happening in these different rooms and it is very intriguing you know what i just noticed is we get a little glimpse of those dismemberment goblins on one of the club cars oh, in the monitor right. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah totally a little bit more of that later on you know pure fun man <laughs> for what it's worth that upper right hand camera we we're looking at a couple days ago our screen yeah has evolved into something totally different oh yeah, yeah there's like I don't know what are they praying mantises driving a car. I'm not sure what's going that's on. That's the that's what I'm talking about. That's goblins driving the club car, which is like the little um golf. Oh, cars. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> it looks like they're even like holding uh either a mop or somebody's head in their hand. Maybe they're like <laughs> It's a very gremlin-esque sort of scene. Totally, totally. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Mogwai Minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so anyways, we kind of covered what's going on on those other screens. So we're, then we're backing out and we're seeing that Truman, he has been prepped, but has he been prepared? Does he know how to deal with what's going on in here? Truman is doing his thing. I just, I see, I mean, it looks kind of cool with him having a sidearm, but I mean, this dude's really going to need a grenade launcher or something. I mean, I think they're a little anemic on the, on the arms front for, for protection. If he's the last line of defense, I don't think a handgun's <laughs> going to really do it. And this looks like a sealed thing that no one in the world would get into. So I guess they weren't thinking of, of needing that much more, but it's, it's almost pathetically mm. laughable how he's walking around, you know, loading his gun or whatever you call that when you, you know, slide it on the whatever that move is called. Right. You can tell I know nothing about guns. <laughs> I, I, live in, I live in Brooklyn. I know nothing of your guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit more dialogue finally in this minute. We've got some... Well, he says um, Code Black, which I now think of as Star Trek Discovery. Um, oh, because... yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Right. Yeah, and Hadley right. says sector yeah. 12 down, sector 8 down, sector 3 down, and they're all just freaking out. Their defenses aren't working. Citizen says something about the gas, so maybe that's something that's supposed to happen where you maybe gas gas everything and it all, everybody goes, you know, sleepy time or something, but that's not happening. <laughs> that seems like what would happen when you have a purge. The purge would be yes. when you gas all the monsters and throw them back mm. in their cages. Oh, yeah. That's totally, yes. Yeah, I subscribe to that. Yeah, because I wasn't sure, like, like, are you talking like a mustard gas kind of thing? Like, you're going to, you know, just kind of, like, take everybody down? I, that was, I was thinking about it a little bit more lethally than let's, you know, knock them out and stick them back in their, in their little Heidi holes. <laughs> Sorry, Heidi. But they're a little, like, you know, they're... Uh, <laughs> elevator cages. Well, you can stick that in your hidey hole. That, that, <laughs> yeah, and then I can imagine them trying to like drag that snake into its cube and drag, you know, yeah, like take those, take the suffocator and like gently take his bag off of his head and set him down on Aww. a pillow and give him a blankie and a teddy bear. <laughs> Let him go sleepy time. <laughs> Yeah, give the dismemberment goblins a couple of nice warm cups of cocoa <laughs> and put them back in their their little cage. And but yeah, shit is hit, hitting the fan, and any any protocols they had in place are not working at all. They're screaming, the lights all shut off. So we're in. In case anybody's not following this, we're in the main control room here with. With the gang, with Hadley, with Sitterson, with Lynn, with Truman. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Lynn. Tell us, tell us about your about your uh, Amy yeah. Acker love, Steve. I, I, oh come on! Uh, for, uh, for, first of all, Amy Acker is amazing. I mean, yeah. she's so much fun when she's on the screen. I, I loved obviously I loved Buffy and Angel and Firefly, and I kind of like Dollhouse too. Me too. Yeah. I, I think that'd be a fun rewatch one day. But but Amy Acker, so just like three months ago when The Gifted aired for the first time, which yeah. is the, the the X Universe sort of TV show, like Amy Acker, I didn't know what, oh, I didn't know yeah, anything yeah. about it. I rarely watch anything. I really wa I rarely watch previews or anything like that of anything I think I'm going to watch. So I ignored it. Amy Acker comes on the screen in the first thing. I'm like, all right, sign me up. I'm good for half a season right away. I dig her. I think she was amazing mm. as Fred. I thought she was, I mean, I thought she was great as Ilaria. She's just a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, she was great as Illuria. Oh, my God. I think that just totally, that made the character for me. I know it was like way at the very end tragic. and it was tragic, but yeah, it was so sad. It was it very was, satisfying, though. I mean, one of the things I really like about, I know this isn't quite the Weed Inverse, but it's, you know, it's like parallel to the Weed Inverse. It's close enough. One of the things I really like is is, is the actors and actresses that, that, that Joss Whedon has populated his movies with. And I think Drew Goddard, you know, obviously Joss was involved in this as well. I think Drew Goddard took a page out of that with, you know, by obviously by using Amy Acker, but also by using Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford here. Yeah. And have you, have you seen The Shape of Water, mm. by the way? Richard Jenkins is, has a major role. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know how I feel about that movie in general. I don't know if I really like it mm -hmm. that much, but I like Giles. I like Richard Jen Jenkins. And I like Bradley yeah. Whitford. These guys are hilarious. And, mm -hmm. and you know, when you talk yeah. about like a project from these creators, this is what I'm really looking for. That and this crazy ass ballerina at center stage. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Acker is also one of those people that when I see a project and she's involved in it, 
then I, I get more excited about it and more interested in it. So that's all I was going to say. I, I kind of wish she'd do more. And I feel that I feel like unfortunately with a lot of TV people, it's still the case where they do something and then they can't get a job for three or four years. Hmm. Yeah. You know, we're fortunate occasionally in New York that they'll show up and do a Broadway thing or a, a play of some sort or whatever. But I, I, I often feel like, like who is um, on Firefly? Who played River? Summer Glau. I love Summer Glau. And I'm not afraid to admit in the air, but I think the thing with Summer Glau's feet in Firefly, I don't know what that says about Joss Whedon, but I love that. I'd watch anything with Summer Glau. She was so yes. captivating in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best moment on TV, one of the best ones on TV is that moment when, when when River shoots all of the bad guys in one of the last episodes and she's like, I've got more power in the verse or whatever. Yeah, that's an amazing character. Mm-hmm. And I, I still think that she made a little little um, uncredited cameo in this as a character oh. that a guy is trying to take ask out on a date that totally shines him on. I still think that's her. Hmm. But, in this uh, movie? In this movie, yeah. Whereabouts? Where does that happen? When they're having the party, the office party, yeah, um, not too far back. And there's a guy saying like, uh, oh, I heard you um, like the opera and I just happen to have tickets to your favorite opera. And she just, this girl turns and walks away. And to me, that looks like her. For, for, so. From my point of view, I want to see Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard go and do 10 movies together. I want to see them go go do a full Lucas Spielberg, you know, couple of decades where they just do things they like and work together with actors and actors they like. And I feel confident in like everything that comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Let's let's yeah. have it. Ha- let's make it happen. <laughs> so once again, Drew, if you're listening to me, um, so we've covered She-Hulk and we covered something else. I forget what at this point. Oh, the um, the doll people or the Tales of the Crypt series. Now I'd like to spend the next 20 years of your life working side by side with Joss Whedon and some of your favorite actors. I'm not asking too much. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. So Molly, I think you were about to talk about, uh, yeah. So on the screens now, Amy Acker is taking in the psychotic clown. We're seeing the, um, we're seeing the doll people finally light the pile of um, gasoline coated folks. They're lighting, somebody throws a light on them and and they burst into flame. We've got our beautiful ballerina, the sugar plum fairy twirling about. And we've got Ronald the intern. Were you going to say something specific about that, Molly? Yeah, I think of all the the little scenes here, I think Ronald's my favorite. Because although I can't tell what he's written on the paper, I love it. It's basically, I I can guess it's basically like, get me the fuck out of here, that he's in some sort of locked area. And he's an intern and obviously there's no help to give him. But I I just love this little like snippet of him in here. And speaking of of folks from the the Whedonverse, uh, you know, just again, a nice little snap of of Tom Lincoln here is just warms my soul. Oh, is that Tom Lincoln? (laughs) Yeah, that's Tom Lincoln. Actually, it says, uh, I've, on um, IMDb, they said the indiscernible sign Tom Link holds up on the monitor. The signs were intended to be visible and read, help me, I'm in the utility closet, a dragon bat has my scent, I'm, Ron- <laughs> I'm Ronald the intern. <laughs> and Drew attempted to zoom in on it, but he just couldn't make it readable. So that's uh... just something we get to know. 
That's great. That's totally great. Like, a dragon bat has my scent. I'm Ronald the intern. <laughs> oh, see, oh, great dear. last words. Doing doing right by him. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're just. Ugh. Is it is the dragon bat we get to meet in a few seconds? Is that yes. a dragon bat? Or is it just very big bats? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So then everything goes dark for a, a, a flash of a second, and then we get something thudding on that vault. Lynn runs away. Everybody looks so startled, right? They're like, wait a minute. This mm -hmm. isn't supposed to happen. You'd think that vault mm -hmm. door is holding, ba holding back anything, but I guess not. That's pretty creepy. It doesn't look very solid no. at all. I mean, one hit is already yeah. imploding. And yeah. then we switch over to um, back to the bank of uh, elevators. Yeah, the bank of elevators, <laughs> another light goes ding. And then that dragon bat, that dragon bat is what is able to break through that glass finally. It flies through at Dana and Marty and they're like, oh my God, this fucking thing is covered in blood. And it is to me that this is definitely my favorite digital character. It looks mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. realistic and the way it shakes its head and the, the kind of fur that's on it. What do you guys think about the dragon bat? I'm not crazy about the fact that this is what breaks through the glass, but I like I like mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the ears and the 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 note like the features of the thing. It's an, it it's it it makes a New York City rat look friendly. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I mean, those aren't friendly. Uh, mm -mm. I mean, it, it's it's all bony and just it's a nasty. That, that's 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 the bad out of your nightmares. That is, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Marty and Dana make their escape. And so we're finally seeing them running. Marty's still got that gun. So he hits one of those green, like kind of toxic Avenger kind of looking guy. And the girl, again, this is something that I got off of that video. The girl that's just standing in in the blood and not moving at all was said in that the video to be Alma from the video game called Fear. I don't know that video game, so what's it called? Uh, Fear. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I, I'm I not. That one. But that that's just when the the every reference in the film The Cabin in the Woods that video they say that that's what she's from. So, but to me, she's just a girl standing and not moving at all. That's what I noticed about her. She's standing there in like maybe a nighty or hospital gown or something and not making any movements. I want to say that the, the gunshot that Marty mm -hmm. takes here is, is like the, the green goo coming out of the head and all of that is wonderful. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you slow it down, it's just sort of, it, it, it sort of flips out of that. I guess it's sort of a sticky, like a gelatinous thing. So it doesn't really lose its consistency, sort of flies <laughs> out and then comes back around the head. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's real sloshy. <laughs> And there's a lot of it, too. I mean, just the, it's amazing effect just in quantity. <laughs> yeah. And we get to see the bat coming through, back through. Or no, is that the bat? Yeah. yeah oh, my dude. God. Yeah. Coming back through. There it is. Yep. Through the, the, where it broke through the glass. Oh, my God. It looks so scary. And so. And then it takes out this dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This dude yeah. in a white coat. So, yeah. Yeah, Dana like smacks into him and 
hits the floor and then and I didn't catch what he he starts to say something here. Did you guys catch what he said? Because I couldn't quite make it out. I just got that he, he was says, like, yeah, he says something there. about basically the north entrance is closed or something like that. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. And then the then yeah, the dragon bat just like foom goes and he and the dragon bat fly into the back wall. So that thing is strong. That thing is stronger than a lot of other of our of our creatures, it seems like one of our strongest. And that's how the minute ends. Foomp. Those guys are like, oh, Foomp, there it is. Oh, gross. <laughs> Foomp, there it is. Please edit that out. Foomp. Nope, I'm going to add to it. Foomp, there it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, so, Lordy. Oh, my God, you guys. You know what I see behind at the very last second? The chick and like the chick? what's on the ground. It's the merman. <laughs> you can even see a little slime trail behind him. <laughs> oh, no way. Oh, wow. And she's following yes. him. Yes. Nasty. She's more tripped out than I realized. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. guys, that's the end of this minute. Is there anything else? you want to talk about regarding this movie before we move on to our friday recommendations hmm. no steve it's your last <laughs> last time to shine i've already gushed about the movie enough and i've clearly explained the need to bring the she hulk in for legal practice <laughs> so i'm good yeah <laughs> um no i mean from my point of view i just i just think this is a great i think it's a great movie and i think that the more I the more I watch it, the more watching in this way helps me appreciate it in a way that I hadn't before. Awesome. So, awesome. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being really here. Really fun to have you for these these specific fun and crazy minutes. So what uh what would you like to recommend to our listeners today, Steve? So this was tough because I didn't want to recommend anything that people had heard of before. Or that's that that was too trite, you know. Like, <laughs> You know, what are you going to recommend? The Halloween <laughs> movies. Oh, it's a great horror <laughs> franchise. I love it. You know, I feel like this. So I'm, I'm going to go with one of my favorite science fiction writers, Robert mm. Heinlein. Um, ah. And a lot of people know Robert Heinlein from some of the movies that have come out the last few years or last by few years, I mean, 20 or 30 years. And they're not all that great. But some of Robert Heinlein's earlier sci-fi stuff, like The Cat Who Runs Goes Through Walls, Cat Who Runs Through Walks Through Walls, excuse me. And... All of his really his really his early novel stuff is really fantastic. So if you haven't read any Robert Heinlein and you're a fan of science fiction and fantasy, go read some Robert cool. Heinlein. What was that called again? The bat yeah. who runs a guy into a wall. Uh, the, 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 the bat who goes through plexiglass windows. Um, uh, the cat who who gotcha. walks through walls. I also have one more uh, along those lines. I have go one more recommendation. It. Stephen Baxter. Even Baxter is another science fiction writer that I like. I like. He's a little more modern in that he's still alive and writing. And he writes very hard science fiction, sort of stuff about how universes begin and end. A lot of like, this is where the earth is going sort of stuff and how the future happens. So um, Robert Heinlein and Stephen Baxter. Sweet. That's what I got for you. Thanks. Cool. cool. Okay, Molly, how about you? So my quick recommendation is uh, Dave Chappelle has put out a couple of Netflix specials and they're really quite fantastic. And uh, if you were a fan of Chappelle's show, you'll you'll know he's been out of the spotlight 
for for a few years, uh, left the show, and um, the the most recent materials come out on Netflix. And uh, we just recently watched Equanimity and the Bird Revelation, and they were just. I mean, he's hilarious and he's enormously talented and it's amazing to see somebody who's now, you know, 44 years old, be, be very reflective about what's happening for him and his family and what's happening for him politically. And obviously he's a, a really fucking intelligent and brilliant human being and, and has amazing social commentary. So if you're looking for something, you know, it just a, a little bit, um, soothsaying a little bit of truth a little bit of truth right now and uh being able to uh say things that maybe uh you're a little afraid to hear um it's it's really good it's good poignant stuff he's putting out some good art so check it out sounds good i will just go on that type of recommendation i will say some of my favorites that have come out recently um, on Netflix, and and there's a ton more, but I'll just throw out a couple of them, which is Joe Mandy's award-winning comedy special is hilarious. I love Joe Mandy. And Sarah <laughs> Silverman, A Speck of Dust, is really fantastic. Mm. Um, oh, yay. Chelsea Peretti, one of the greats. Absolutely love her. She's so so funny i mean obviously i think all these people are funny so i'm gonna cop- quit saying the obvious <laughs> but um john mulaney <laughs> his latest special was really fantastic and i'm happy to just like post up a big long list of netflix comedy specials because i think there's a lot of them that maybe people haven't heard of or you know maybe haven't checked out that that they have a ton of them so yeah. is this is a sarah mm. silverman um just a straight up comedy hour thing yeah. Like a stand-up hour? Yeah. I was um, about, um, I don't know, 10 years ago, I went to see Jenny Lewis um, at the Apollo Theater. Jenny Lewis used to be in Rilo Kiley. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember it was Rilo Kiley, the full band. That was Jenny Lewis. Anyway, I went to Jenny Lewis at the Apollo Theater, and there was no opening act listed. So, of course, like, hmm. you know, obsessive, compulsive, anal retentive people everywhere, we made sure we got there on time in case she went on right on time. And the opening act turned out to be Sarah Silverman. Oh, I, cool. <laughs> I love Sarah Silverman. She's awesome. A lot of fun. Ooh, I also have one more um, Weed verse related story. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, this is this is my – I think this might be my geekiest fan thing I've ever done. So I was a huge, huge fan of, of Firefly. I'm really, really upset that it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And – then they, you know, a couple of years later, they started making Serenity, and there was a a brown coat group in mm-hmm. Manhattan, and it was a small, incredibly geeky group of people that I had no interest in being friends with. <laughs> um, I just, just, it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. It was just like I was in it. I wasn't, I didn't need this group. It wasn't a, it was, it was just sort of when it, they just weren't in the place that I was at. But they were the only way to get into the Serenity preview showing that happened before the effects. Like they came out like months before the movie mm-hmm. came out, and not all the effects were finished and all of that. So I sort of hung out with those guys for a while and got to see Serenity like a few months out at like the first public showing ever. It was so great. That's awesome. Nice, nice. Did you make long-lasting um, friends in that group? I did not. That was. It was just you know. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say this, but sometimes you find yourself in social situations with people you just can't imagine knowing later on in your life at any other point, like like that afternoon or the next day or future. And this was like a Mm -hmm. small – Firefly was pretty geeky. And this was like a small group and like I 
I was, I had a really active social life and it was, it was good. And I wanted more geeky friends. I think I still want more geeky friends, but it was really just like these people needed to have more, more going on. And like, there was, I remember there was the one person I really, I think I might've ever hung out with. Like I may have had a drink with this person once after the, after the show was like a, like a hello kitty, like a guy who was really into hello kitty. And this was like 15 years ago. That was kind of mysterious. Um, so I feel like I just shit all over the geek community. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that takes all kinds of geeks. Yeah. You know, my, really my point does. is I saw Serenity yeah, before anybody else. And it was, I was so into Firefly and so into it. It was so great. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're in a, really into something, I mean, I think you sacrificed I, there. You know, I think you you, you proved I, I, your worth I'll, there. I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you should edit on everything I said for the last five minutes, but thank you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you, you guys are doing a great show and you guys are covering some great, great ground. Thank you this so awesome. much. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. And so Yay, thank yeah, you. one last uh, plug circle here and then we'll plug on out of here. Steve, where can people find you? Sure. So um, my main project right now is X Minutes. Um, you can find everything about X Minutes, X Minutes podcast.com. And I'll probably start working on another project that I've neglected, which is a New York Mets baseball related project. You can find out about that at metsandmore.com. If I do anything, if not, you'll find like two year old awesome. links. Perfect. So, <laughs> 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 yeah. And um, you can find me at heidibennett.com. And I still have that retreat that is coming up in May. And uh, so if anybody's interested, anybody out there that is a female interested in going away for a really luxuriously loose and fun three-day weekend surrounded by nature and a bunch of other creative women just kicking back and doing crafts and swimming and we're going to play some ping pong. We're going <laughs> to do some uh, yoga. This sounds great. <laughs> I know. We're going to barbecue. <laughs> we're going to have a dance party. We're going <laughs> to, you know, maybe we'll do our next Movies by Minutes uh, meetup at this place. It's in Murphy's, California, and it's uh, our own private cottages and house and kind of a clubhouse where we're going to go dance it out. And uh, yeah, but lots of Lots of uh, relaxation and chill time. And that's at HeidiBennett.com slash events. And uh, it's going to be good. So I'm, I'm going to become a client of Heidi Bennett. <laughs> you sound like you have great parties. I do, man. I love to have fun. <laughs> and I love to um, mm -hmm. help other people have fun, too. So <laughs> right on. Um, cool. So, yeah, Yay. you can find us at CabinMinuteCast.com. Calm. Molly, want to want to call <laughs> us out for the day? Yes. So thanks again to Steve Lasto for coming and playing with us with this week and being an absolute delight. And we will see Yahoo! you guys all back at the cabin. Woo!